Good evening, my name is Mike Murley and welcome to WPKN's Mic Check, coming to you on WPKN every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome to everyone listening at 89.5 FM on your radio dial. Welcome to everyone streaming live or tuning in to our podcast at WPKN.org. Each week on Mic Check, one of our hosts examines global, national, and regional issues and their effect on our local community. Just as the phrase mic check was used to mobilize people to create a human microphone during the Occupy movement and others, this weekly program seeks to amplify our community's many voices and bring them to the airwaves. Mic check is followed on WPKN at 6 p.m. by another public affairs program, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for tuning in and for, for joining me tonight. Um, like I said before, my name is Mike Murley, and I am honored, as always, to be one of the roster of hosts for this weekly public affairs program, Mike Check. Um, I am here joining you every third and fifth Sunday. And so this being a third Sunday as it is, I am here and excited to be here. We are in day six of the blessed month of Ramadan. And as such, I wanted to focus tonight's show on an issue that is near and dear to the hearts of all Muslims, Palestine. I'm excited and honored tonight to welcome to the show Basla Munir, a student at UConn and an organizer with the UConn chapter of Students for Justice in Palestine, also known as SJP. Assalamu alaikum, Basla. Wa alaikum salam, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for, for joining me and, uh, and thank you so much for making time uh, no, to yeah, do the show tonight. No, yeah, of course. I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome. Welcome to Mic Check. And, uh, and Ramadan Mubarak, of course. <laughs> Ramadan Mubarak. Um, thank you, Basla. I wanted to ask, how has this blessed month so far been going for you? Alhamdulillah, I think this month, especially now, has been a great blessing. Um, last Ramadan was obviously spent at home. It was a lot different, but now the masjids are open again. Um, we're able to have a little bit more social interaction, which is one of the aspects of Ramadan that we enjoy so much. So very grateful for that. Um, how is your, I believe, your second Ramadan? How's that going? It's going really well, alhamdulillah. I, yeah, I took Shahada on December 27th, 2019. So just a little over a year ago. And yeah, like you said, last year was my first official Ramadan uh, since converting. And the, the local masjid, uh, of course, like everything else um, was shut down due to the pandemic. And so everything was virtual. And, you know, a as you know, everything was, there was a lot of great things that happened virtually. There was a lot of like lectures I tuned into and some, you know, a whole lot of different things. Um, but I have to say this past week has been such a beautiful new experience to me with a lot, uh, for me with a lot of firsts, um, including getting to pray the, the night prayers, the tarawiyah in person. So alhamdulillah, I'm really grateful for that. Alhamdulillah, that's amazing. So glad you got to experience it a little mo more normal. Yeah, and it's like, what does normal mean, right? With everything <laughs> yeah, going on and... Even beforehand, yeah, it's like yeah, it's, but yeah, especially exactly like kind of converting when I did, and then the pandemic starting shortly thereafter, and kind of everything going from like, in some ways, being accustomed to communal learning and and just everything being so communal, and then I was on my own <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, well, you always got 
me and the Muslim community behind you with any anything that we can help out with. Thank you so much, Jazakallah Yeah, Yeah, I really appreciate it. And and yeah, and, and I also was forced to to really like find myself and really um, discover so much and reflect and and remember that this journey is individual in so many ways. But uh, alhamdulillah, again, thank you so much for for being here tonight to have this really important conversation. And uh, to start off, you know, because again, you're a, you're a student at the University of Connecticut, and you're an organizer with. I know you're doing a lot of different things, but um, one of the groups that you're with is the Students for Justice in Palestine and the Yukon chapter. And so I was wondering, Basla, if you could start off by talking a little bit about Students for Justice in Palestine, um, its history and mission. Yeah, so basically um, Students for Justice in Palestine, it's better known as SJP, as a whole was founded at UC Berkeley over 20 years ago, I believe. Um, the mission essentially is with spreading a pro-Palestinian rhetoric, um, enforcing BDS, educating our communities with what is going on in Palestine, because one of the main issues we're facing is there is a lack of education on the topic. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's a little more difficult to get a lot of movement um, within the um, Free Palestine movement. Um, SJPs have since expanded to hundreds of colleges across the country, including UConn, and it still continues to fight for freedom and liberation for Palestine. Awesome. And how would you say um, SJP fits into that, that larger picture of Palestine solidarity organizations that are, that are part of this growing movement for Palestinian liberation? Yeah. So we see a lot um, of the larger organizers, um, Palestine Legal is one of them, American Muslims for Palestine is one of them. SJP works more at a collegiate and community-based level. Um, so it involves a lot of the younger crowd, um, whether it be educating, fundraising, establishing BDS, advocating for different legislation. Um, SOPs do their part towards the Palestinian movement in that sense. And I think that is a constant reminder that any contribution that you can make makes a big difference, even if it's at a smaller local level or whether it be at a more global scale. So that's definitely one thing to know. Thank you. Um, thank you for, for that. And yeah, I, w I was wondering how, um, how long specifically the, the Yukon chapter has been around? So the Yukon chapter specifically has been around for over 10 years, I believe. Um, there have been times when it was at a stalemate and it wasn't very active, but over the past few years especially, it's become more active and it's involving more of the SJPs in the surrounding area, which is something that hasn't really been seen at the Yukon campus in a while. So whether it be um, including UMass Amherst, um, Wesleyan, Yale, any of the local schools, and just kind of having more of an outreach than just our small Yukon community. Yeah, so really doing that type of uh, coalition building. Yeah, that's something that's really important. And 
unity is one of the things that I think makes a strong, um, sorry, I think I just cut out, but unity essentially I think is one of the things that'll help the movement. So I think that's something we need to work on as a community in general. I've always been pretty blown away at the, the what seems like the, uh, the diversity um, within a lot of the different SJP chapters that it really, you know, students from, from all walks of life or from many walks of life getting involved. Um, could you speak to that a little bit as well? Yeah. So I think when it comes to Palestine, it's not just a Palestinian issue. It's not just a Arab issue. It's not just a Muslim issue. It's a human rights issue. Um, so I personally am not Palestinian. I am from Kashmir, which is another occupied territory that I think um, people don't really know about. And seeing oppression in any form, seeing any violation of human rights and basic rights at that is honestly something that every human being should be focused on. So for me, I can't support a free and liberated Kashmir unless I support others who are facing similar oppression. So I have to support um, the Black Lives Matter movement. I can't do that unless I also support freeing the Uyghur Muslims that are held in concentration camps in China or whether it be a free and liberated Palestine. So when it comes to Palestine, Palestine, and you see all these organizers from different schools, you see people from every background, every religion, every ethnicity, just you see a diverse group of people. And I think that really speaks to the fact that when you see these human rights violations, you have to stand in unity. And unity is going to be one of the things that helps all of us, not just one specific group of people. So that's something that I've found within even student organizations or even the global organizations that when it comes to Palestine, it really unites a lot of people. Thank you so much for that really important and powerful point, Basla. The talking about the, how like, yeah, I, I just think that's so important and so powerful that I, I wanna um, kind of stop there for a moment. <laughs> because uh, you, you said something that was so important that we we have to care about everything. We have to care about all injustice, all oppression, all, um, you know, uh, like being, like you said, being from Kashmir. Um, like I, I was really, you know, on my journey to Islam, I was, I was so inspired and so energized by how central standing up against injustice and resisting oppression of all kinds is to the religion, is to Islam. And w one's, you know, one's relationship to Allah being forever connected to our relationship to the world around us and how we respond when people are in crisis. Like you said, not just, um, not just Muslims even, like all of humanity, but, yeah. but especially Muslim, you know, the concept within Islam of the Ummah, the greater, the, the global Muslim community. And you know, you put it really well saying like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk about Palestine, you're also gonna talk about Kashmir and you're also gonna talk about the Uyghurs. And you're also gonna talk about, obviously there's like the Rohingya 
Muslims that are suffering. There, there's the Muslims in Syria that are suffering. There's the Muslims in India that are suffering, um, and and so many, yeah, Muslims around the world. But also just, yeah, just in general, like that. That is something that I've always found so, or that, like I that I find and that I've I have found, and on my journey to Islam, found so inspiring. And I was wondering if you could, um, if you if you could talk a little bit more about your journey, and and your story, and how and how your journey led you to to SJP. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, oftentimes, I find that Islam in the Western world has been stigmatized as this violent or hateful religion, especially after 9-11, when in reality, Islam itself is a religion of peace. That's what it means. Um, and when it comes to being Muslim and finding my journey towards social justice and specifically Palestine, um, that kind of goes back to my roots with being from Kashmir. Um, you've seen people in Kashmir fighting this battle for freedom, wanting their own state, wanting their own governance for so many years um, that I just couldn't stand by and watch while our brothers and sisters in Palestine are facing the same oppression and they're just suffering. And they've been doing that for almost 60, 70 years. And I just think that as a, when you read the Quran, it teaches you to have peace, to be patient, and it teaches you to help others. So when it comes to SJP, I felt that, one, there was not really much representation of Kashmir or what's happening in Kashmir. And I think one aspect that kind of led me to joining SJP was if I can help in any way free the occupation within Palestine, do whatever I can, whether it be such a small role as being on a college organization, I think I can make a difference in the occupation in Kashmir. So what we've done, um, and I think having these different backgrounds again plays into this is we've had numerous events where we talk about solidarity, which is one of the most important things when it comes to freeing Kashmir, freeing Palestine, um, black liberation, freeing the Uyghur Muslims and all oppressed people for that matter. So we have numerous events where we talk about solidarity between Kashmir and Palestine, between, um, the Black Lives Matter movement and the solidarity within that. And I think any difference you make, it makes you feel good. And it really shows that Islam teaches that. And one more thing I just want to mention about it is when people mention Palestine, they often think that Palestine and Israel, the occupation is something that's based on religion when it's not. Um, all three of the Abrahamic um, religions are based in Jerusalem and Palestine. So it's not that it's something between Jews and Muslims. That's the stigma that was put onto it to create more of this catastrophe within the communities, when in fact Islam just has one of the most holiest sites in Jerusalem. And I think we need to kind of be aware that 
it's not an issue of religion. It's not an issue of culture. It's something where we have to focus on human rights. And that's kind of what we've been focused on, on more recently with SJP. Okay, yeah, and can you talk a little bit more about some of some of the, the current um, campaigns that are, that are happening right now? Yeah, so most recently um, we've been supporting Betty McCullough's new bill, which is which was just recently introduced this past week. Um, it is H.R. 2590, and essentially it promotes and protects the human rights of Palestinians living under Israeli military occupation and ensures the United States taxpayer funds are not used by the government of Israel to support the military detention of Palestinian children, the unlawful seizure, appropriation, and destruction of Palestinian property and forcible transfer of civilians in the West Bank or further annexation of Palestinian land in the violation of international law. Um, so we are working, as many of us on SAP are also a part of American Muslims for Palestine. So we have been meeting um, constantly over the past few months with our um, Connecticut state representatives and trying to push for them to support these bills. Um, We're also supporting the No Rugers campaign. Um, Ruger are weapons that are based here in Connecticut and have been used to kill Palestinians. So I think that's very important for us living in Connecticut to realize that we are having a direct impact on the lives of Palestinians, Palestinian children, men, women. Um, so that's something we've been working on. Um, in addition, we do a lot of fundraising throughout the year, whether it be for more recent things that are happening, such as Lebanon, when um, that happened, we fundraised for that. Um, the most recent fundraiser we did was for HHRD. And with the support of our community, we were able to support seven Palestinian orphans and inshallah, many more to come. So we're always doing something as much as we can. I think any little thing makes a big difference. Mashallah, that's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like you are doing a lot and have been doing a lot um, with the, the SJP chapter at the University of Connecticut. And, um, and, and you mentioned the No Rugers to Israel campaign, and I've actually had Stanley Heller, um, who's also involved with the campaign, on, on the show um, a few times to, to talk about that campaign as well. So, um, yeah, that's definitely that's awesome. Definitely doing a lot. And... Basla, I was wondering, what are some some resources um, that you would recommend for folks who are listening right now to better understand the history when it comes to Palestine and and, and you know and and Israel Palestine and the Israel Palestine conflict um, or situation? Um, yeah, like what are some some resources that you would recommend for for folks to learn more? I know that, you know, I think I think a lot of people probably think that they, you know, that that's really complicated and they don't know where to begin or that they maybe don't have a place in in these conversations or or that they just don't know, like, like where to look or it just feels really difficult to understand. 
Yeah, no, that you bring up a great point. I think oftentimes people struggle with knowing where to get their information and kind of how to start on their journey. Um, Obviously, first and foremost, it's being educated. I would avoid Fox News, CNN, some of those mainstream um, outlets because they are typically biased. Some sources that I would recommend um, would be following pages, whether it be on Facebook, social media, um, or their websites would be American Muslims for Palestine. There is a chapter here in Connecticut as well. Um, Jewish Voices for Peace, Palestine Legal, um, Within Our Lifetime Palestine, as well as just following your local um, SJPs. They always outsource great information um, and kind of keep you up to date with what's going on as well as the history of it. Um, And also just, you know, keep an open mind, listen to podcasts. There's a lot of, um, since we are on this online stage now with Corona and everything, there are so many different Um, discussions and webinars that are being held so definitely look out for those but yeah just keep an open mind and try some of those sources I would say awesome and yeah I know you're you're, um, I know like you said before you're with both Students for Justice in Palestine and the American Muslims for Palestine Connecticut chapter and so um, and I know you mentioned HHRD before but I just wanted to for anybody that doesn't know the that acronym uh, i know it's helping hand for relief and development right yeah so they do a lot of great work within not only palestine but many many countries um i believe syria kashmir yemen there's a bunch and i think it's a really good organization if you uh, if donating is the best way for you to kind of do your part that's mm, amazing and that's one of the places i would recommend donating to awesome and yeah thank you so much for giving all those those resources and those um those sites for for folks to check out and the organizations um as well and yeah we have just a few minutes left um so i was actually wondering if there was a like a last thought that you wanted to to leave our, our listeners with to, to share with everyone right now it could be I mean really wh- whatever um, whatever you'd like to to kind of close out on um, I know like you, like we were talking about earlier there's there are so many misconceptions about so many things about about Islam about Palestine and about um, the struggle of Palestinians but yeah I just wanted to hold the space right now for for whatever closing thoughts you'd like to share Yeah, so um, I think one thing that I want to draw a little bit of attention to for our whoever is listening out there, um, so it is the holy month of um, Ramadan. It's one of the most important months for all Muslims across the world. And right now in Palestine, they are struggling because there was a recent... um, restriction of entry to Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is one of the three holiest sites for Muslims. Um, And it was blocked off on the first Friday of Ramadan. And for those of you who don't know, Friday, which is Jummah, is the holy day for Muslims. So this blockade essentially stopped thousands of Palestinians from being able to go to their place of religion, being able to pray, being able to 
go to the one place that kind of gives them peace. And I'm bringing that up because I think when it comes to Ramadan, we as Muslims are told to forgive. And obviously forgiveness is in our hearts. But when we see something like this, where Muslims are being denied entry to their holy and safe space, but then they're being portrayed as these horrible people, it's very inaccurate. And I think that media kind of has played a role in kind of bashing Muslims and kind of undermining the struggles that Muslims are facing um, throughout the world, not just here in America, not just in Palestine, um, like we talked about. So I think it's important to note for those listeners who are maybe not Muslim, not aware with um, what's going on in Palestine or Kashmir or Syria or China, that it's important to, one, be educated um, and, two, be mindful and, I would say, understanding of the struggle. It's not one-sided. Oftentimes, that's what it's portrayed as. But you need to understand that when it comes to these issues, it's supposed to be something where all human beings have to get involved because we were all created equal, but we aren't treated as such in the world today. So anything you can do to kind of help make a change, whether whether it be donating $1, listening to one lecture, um, getting involved with any organization, protests, talking to your local legislators, anything you do honestly makes a big difference. So don't shy away from that. Um, that's kind of where I would want to end off with that, I think. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Basla Munir, student at the University of Connecticut and organizer with UConn's chapter of Students for Justice in Palestine and the Connecticut chapter of American Muslims for Palestine. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and thank you for all the work, the, the, all the powerful work that you're engaged in fighting for freedom and justice for Palestinians. No, thank you so much for having me on this show and having numerous other guests to talk about issues that I think aren't put in the spotlight enough. Um, and honestly, just round of applause for you. You're amazing, doing great with your second year, um, second Ramadan, inshallah. I hope that this one is definitely a good one for you. May all your duas be answered, all your prayers. Thank you so much, and I wish the same for you. Inshallah, I wish you peace and joy during these blessed days of during these blessed days and nights of Ramadan. And again, thank you so much for for making time um, on short notice to to be here and have this conversation tonight because it, it was really important. And and thank you for everything you said. And that honestly, like, I can't believe it's already the end of the show already <laughs> because I feel like that was not 30 minutes, but um, it definitely was apparently. So. <laughs> Um, thank you for everything that you shared, which was really powerful. And um, yeah, and and I wish, like I said, I wish you um, the best during the during this blessed month of Ramadan. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Basla. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum salam. This has been Mike Check, and I'm Mike Murley. And once again, I am the host of the third and fifth Sundays. And so there will be another episode, of course, uh, next Sunday night at 530. 
with a different host. And next up, we have the Ralph Nader Radio Hour, followed by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell. Um, so please stay tuned to WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport for that. And of course, we always stream around the world at WPKN.org. And please do check out our podcasts um, online at WPKN.org as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. And assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak to, um, to all of my fellow Muslims. <laughs>